Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. I do voices. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, more pantaloons. Oh. <laughs> it's more than a two-sheeter. <laughs> Thank you for sharing the wine. I love the fact yeah. that we are having a drink. Now it's time for Drunk Women Solving Crime. Welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. It's that month again. It's Men's Month. And today, we're joined by quite a brilliant man. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Les Dennis. (laughs) Is it really Men's Month? (laughs) I'm so pleased to be here in Men's Month. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for being here. We have one question on this podcast, which is, have you ever been the victim of a crime? I was 
putting my top 10 together. And I think my, num- <laughs> my number one has got to be the time I was mugged in the 80s. Oh, wow. Ooh. Okay. So I was doing like a, a tour of the working men's clubs in the Northeast. And it was one Friday night. I remember because the next day, and this is important, Manchester United were playing Sunderland. I'd done my gig and then gone to this. I was staying in Roca which is part of Sunderland. And um, I went to to the pub and there were a couple of lads from Manchester and I got talking to them and chatting and, and then we left and we went to get some fish and chips and then going back to my digs from the fish and chips with these guys, we were jumped by five <gasps> football they weren't fans. They were, they were, they were on the, the kind of the hooligan element, um, and Sunderland fans are lovely because you know I'm not, I'm not having to go at football fans. But these five, I'm definitely having to go at. <laughs> They jumped us, or rather, they jumped me. The other two lads managed to run and get away. They they didn't. They they tried, and then I mean, there were five guys, and yeah, they did go. They ran, and (laughs) and and I ended up getting, you know, kicked. I was on the floor, and they were kind of like, "You Manchester United supporter, you," (laughs) kind of, or words to that effect. They were literally kicking me in the head, and I thought, "How am I going to get out of there?" And I thought, "Well, I do voice." Is that's my job. Oh my god. So I went, Well, you've got it wrong. I'm, wow. from, I'm from around here. <gasps> oh, I love this. And they went, Well, we thought you were from Manchester in the wow. I said, No, I'm 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 from around here. I'm from Heaven. Because I'd done a gig in Heaven the night before. Oh, so I went, oh, I, I'm, I'm from here. So they got me up and they were like, Well, we're sorry, like, you know. <laughs> and they were dusting me down and helping me. God. And then then they said, Oh, where's your shoe? Because I'd noticed at one point. When I, I when I tried to fight back, I kicked out and my shoe flew off. Oh wow! And landed in a somebody else's garden. And so I went. I remember going. I think it's a, I think it's over there. I nearly came out. I remember I came home and uh, it's in the eighties and my first wife Lynn was. She saw the. I had a massive big Jeez. black eye, so I had got really badly kicked. Yeah. Um, but um, I got away with it. Wow. You know, I, did, I, I didn't get as bad a beating as they wanted me to. I think it was because they thought I was a Man United fan. If I'd told them I was from Liverpool, Liverpool had beaten them 4-0 the week before. <laughs> so I probably would have got an even worse beating. So, um, no, you chose the right voice. Chose the right voice. <laughs> yeah, chose, the right voice. Yeah, chose the right it's voice. It's so interesting because whenever we hear a story like this, it's just you don't know what your mind is going to come up with in yeah. a situation like that until it happens. And I just love mm-hmm. that you're like... I do voices. Yeah, I do voices. <laughs> so yeah, what great. do I do? How do I get out of this? At the end, did you go and see? <laughs> um, I think they might have been a bit purist and gone, well, that's Geordie and we're Mackhams. You know, because sometimes the Mackhams don't like Geordies. Oh Mackhams are the Sunderland Northeast accent. The fact that you, like, I have generic North that I do when I do, like, generic Northern. <laughs> like, the fact that you can, like, specifically go from Heaven. I was just doing a play in Bolton at the Octagon Theatre and it was a play a famous Bolton play by Bill Norton called Spring and Port Wine so I had to learn a Bolton accent for a Bolton audience you know I kind of make sure that you know I try not to get it wrong. Yeah. Love yeah. <laughs> theatre saves the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. theatre saves the day. I know. 
Peter is the hero as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. A mic drop. <laughs> Did you report them or anything or was it a kind I can't of... remember. I had a gig the next night. Did you do the gig? So I did the gig, wow. yeah, on that Saturday. And then I went home and Lynn remembered seeing... Wow. I mean, like another question we ask on this podcast mm. is, what would you say to those people now? If you could sort of have them here... I would say to them, I got you back. Yeah. So, you know, That's would, great. Karma would come back and I'd get my revenge in that way. So if there could have been a moment where you had safety at the end, you could have gone, suckers! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> suckers! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're proper suckers. <laughs> Oh, that's so scary, though, that like football hooligans will just go out looking for somebody. Yeah. To... No, I have to say, as an American, that was a real eye opener when I moved over here. And I remember being at a service station right. with my now husband. And I can't even see I'm going to be like, I don't even know what the teams were. But it was Chelsea. <laughs> and who does Chelsea hate? I don't know. This guy just did this primal scream like I've just never heard because he saw the rival and he was like, <gasps> And I laughed because I was just like, oh, my God, it's so silly, soccer. And I just remember G grabbing me. And he's like, these lads are about to kill each other. Like, we have to get out of here. And the look in his eye was so serious. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Because I just had never experienced anything like it. Wow. I mean, it is is turf wars. You know, it's It's gang mentality. Absolutely. I'm from the Isle of Wight. And on the Isle of Wight, if you are a Portsmouth supporter and Portsmouth is playing Southampton, Hampton. Oh, yeah. You can't get on the boat directly to Southampton. Can't, yeah. You have to go to Portsmouth and then they have to coach you in. Jesus. Right. It's so crazy. that's the derby, is it there? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Portsmouth, Southampton. Isn't that yeah. wow. wow. And the derby is when they bring horses onto yeah. the pitch. Uh, no, it's what it is. <laughs> what happens when they play Bournemouth? I don't know. That's a good question. The sort of the South Coast. Probably less rivalry for Bournemouth. Yeah, there's a kind of Portsmouth, Southampton thing. Yeah. But yeah. It's... They're like Shelbyville and Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favourite detail of your story was the shoe that came off. The shoe that came off. (laughs) And that suddenly they were concerned about it. Where's your shoe? Because now we're looking after you. And we we want you to be clothed. (laughs) Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's good. Thank you for sharing the wine. I love the fact yeah. that we are having a drink and it's part of the, yeah. the podcast. When we started this four years ago and 240 <laughs> episodes ago, we didn't realise <laughs> that we'd be drinking quite a lot across <laughs> the last four years. But now you're very welcome. A, yeah. uh, a Malbec. A Malbec, yes. Yeah. It's really lovely. Good, good. I made it myself. Uh, that was a hint, yeah. I think I was saying thank you for the wine. And... Well, are we ready to... To solve some true crime. Oh yes, please. Yes. So I've got all the details. Yeah. These guys know nothing. I know nothing. You know yeah. nothing. <laughs> right. But he does voices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how are you with a, a French accent? I can have a go. Come on. All right. In which case, well, today we are in France. Okay. We're in Nice. Okay. Um, and we're discussing. That's nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> we're discussing the heist of the century. Every heist we do Ooh. is called the heist of the century. <laughs> the which people. one is it? This was. In the last century. So when people say it's the heist of the century with something that happened in 2012, you're a bit like, you've got like, you know, there's another 80 years for yeah. a better heist to well, happen. immediately, if it's set in Nice, I think of Cary Grant in that cat burglar cool outfit. Oh, and him yes. trying to get through, you know, the lasers and things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When I came across this case, I wrote it in my phone just as nice heist. 
Ah, nice like, heist, yeah. I was like, what? It's the nice heist. Yeah. <laughs> it's niece heist. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing when people mispronounce. It's a Monday morning in 1976, and we're in the Societe Generale Bank. And people are getting annoyed because they can't get their money out from the safe because the safe door is jammed. So the bank say it, it's jammed before, they'll sort it out, but it won't budge. And in the end, they get a jackhammer, and by three o'clock, They've got just a big enough hole in the side of the safe to see into it, to see what has happened. So my first question to you is, what do you think they can see? What has happened in there? Apart from a heast, because we know there's a heast. I think they see an empty safe. Yeah, that's good. And then maybe there's a hole the other side of the empty safe where someone's made a tunnel okay so they've gone in why have they broken into their own safe well because they can't get the door open right so they resort to actually break in into their own safe basically yeah. so i think they see a poster of raquel welch <laughs> <laughs> wait 76 maybe it had been changed retro, over retro. by then <laughs> well so the whoever robbed the safe has blocked the normal door to the safe to buy themselves some extra time yeah so maybe they had to do this when the bank was open so the alarm didn't go off. i'm making stuff up mm. well what they have done is they have sealed the door from the inside right so right. that nobody can disturb them you're completely right i mean it's not exactly an empty safe because there is stuff strewn everywhere because you know you've got the little sort of boxes that you get in a safe like that yeah every single one of those is open there's papers all over the okay. floor it's, it's chaos in there um there are crowbars chisels drills mm-hmm. hydraulic jacks six blow torches axes wow. i'm not fan i'm turned off <laughs> <laughs> and Katie, there was a tunnel, so they, they did it by tunneling okay. in. Okay. Okay. okay um, yeah, yeah, they, they got in that way. And there was something graffitied on the wall of the safe. What did it say? It would be something in French. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We drink lemonade. That's what I remember from yeah. French. It says suckers. <laughs> Katie's trying to make suckers a thing, and it's my thing, actually. It's definitely words, not just a drawing. I'm trying to turn it into a Banksy, I guess. It's a. A 76 Banksy. Oh, yeah. yeah. We don't know who he is. Maybe he was alive. He wasn't, because he's from that band. And then he shredded all the money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, God, this is art. I've just realized. (laughs) It said, without weapons, without violence, without hate. Oh, Oh, wow. Or sans weapons. Sans hate. <laughs> Sans hate. It's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid then, because they, they never killed anybody. Oh, okay. And, and they were good at robbing banks. Oh, yeah. it's a reference then. Same yeah. with Terminator 2. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> they did use weapons. They used weapons to break into the safe. They just didn't kill anyone with them. Mm. An axe is a weapon. That's very true, actually. If you're going to be a stickler, sorry. Yeah, yeah but if you use an axe to, to cut wood, it's a, not a weapon, is it? So it depends how you're using it. Okay, axe. I will concede the point. I am not going to talk about the NRA. Go! <laughs> <laughs> a shoe can be a weapon if you kick it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing with many heists, though. It's sort of like we're not going to kill anyone because we don't need to. We're going yeah. to be smarter than that. We're not about We're just going to go. We're just going to get all the stuff. It's quite mm. funny when they're like, we're the good guys, actually. Yeah. We're, we're really we're good, good guys. Thieves. So several hours later, the police gain access to the safe because they've made the hole bigger. And the safe is actually three rooms deep. It is an absolutely huge safe. Wow. So they're a little bit worried that the baddies could still be in there. 
Ooh. and could be like hidden around a corner waiting for a shootout. Didn't you read the graffiti? <laughs> Come on. So how long before was this crime? Did it happen? Yeah, good question. Well, they actually broke in because there was a, a bank holiday on the Friday. Okay. Is that why they're called bank holidays? So you can steal. <laughs> I think it's just going to give you an extra day. <laughs> Do your best. Um, but yeah, so they, they broke in oh. on the Friday. Right. Uh, and they'd been there Saturday, Sunday, and had left in time for the bank to open. Okay. So what they do is they send one detective in to the safe, Detective Pierre Lecoq. Why do they especially choose Lecoq for this? Well, why wouldn't you? He's quite a guy. <laughs> he's the Peter Sellers. He's he's Clouseau. Right. <laughs> he's a really funny guy. Yeah, he's a funny guy. He's got funny bones. And here in the bone. <laughs> I feel there has been a robbery in the bone. <laughs> has he cracked another case like this? That's oh. just the obvious answer, I guess. Like, has he dealt with another heist? Nice. Okay. The previous heist of the century, mm. which has now been... <laughs> Maybe he went on record saying, I will always catch anyone who breaks into a bank. <laughs> they were like, oh, he'll get them. Because yeah, <laughs> he's a cop <laughs> <laughs> Of the walk. Yeah, exactly. The cock of the walk. It's okay, so French. we've got arrogance and <laughs> experience, experience, experience and closest comedy. To yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. comic bones. <laughs> um, it's literally because he was the smallest guy there. Ah. Oh, it was just a practical oh, they thing. Haven't managed oh. to get anyone in yet. No, the hole that they've kind of bored oh. in the side. Well, Pierre, don't worry. It's not the size of Lecoq. <laughs> it's how you use it. It's how you use it. It sounds like you used it really well. So you got in there. You did the job. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so he does. Um, he sort of slips into the safe like a snake. Um, however, something happens on the way in, like something out of a 70s sitcom. What is it? 70s sitcom-like. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched that many 70s sitcom, but it makes me think... <laughs> It's got that sort of vibe. Does he say, honey, I'm home? <laughs> <laughs> he's got a catchphrase. He's like, I'm going to use it. <laughs> what if he's slithering like a snake? Do his trousers come down or something while he's slithering oh, in? Yeah. Okay, a bit of nudity. Well, very farce-like, isn't it? A yeah. bit of trouser dropping. Yes. Yeah. yes. Well, speaking of farce, I hope he farts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God, I'd love that because also it would mean someone would have to have written it down in the least podcast. <laughs> know about it <laughs> but what we did know is that Casey you were spot on nice the wow. trousers come down trousers oh. come oh. down oh. Yeah, poor man his trousers snag on the, the hole that he's getting through and as he slides <laughs> through they just come clean up <laughs> oh, gosh. oh no mon pantaloons oh. <laughs> le cock cock <laughs> it's, it's out so yeah so essentially he's now standing in this safe in his pants waiting to see oh. if he's about to get gunned Could down he not... I hope he has a tie on oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> straightens it Could he not just reach round and pick the trousers up Whole there's no tie Katie, yeah, this is a heist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a live case, all right. Yeah. No, no, well, I think at some point he puts his trousers back on. Okay. He doesn't, okay. not for the whole investigation. Luckily, everyone's gone. The coast is clear. Okay. Which is great news for him. Uh, but he gets a better view of what's gone on in there. So what else does he find? I'll give you a clue. It's very French. A croissant. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the Frenchest mm. thing <laughs> in the world. A guillotine? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't put it in the right place, clearly. Yeah, all I can think is like bread and cheese. <laughs> 
Oh. Do you know what? You were the closest. Oh. Wow. Yeah, because they find several empty wine bottles. What? <laughs> wow. There are bread crusts. Oh, what? Um, a portable stove. Oh, stuff. Oh, it. so they've eaten. God. During the heist. <laughs> During the heist, they had hot meals made. That is the most French thing I've ever <laughs> heard. They brought catering to a heist. Yeah. We're not. So it's taken quite a long time for this heist. It's taken a a few meals. They've got hungry while they're doing it. (laughs) Yeah, it's. I mean, it's been three days really that they've Mm -hmm. been that they've been in there to tunnel all the way in. Right. Oh, I thought maybe they went in on the Friday, did it, and then it wasn't found out until the Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's actually taken all this time. Well, I imagine they were still there on the Sunday, but they sort of took their sweet time with it. They were Mm. kind of like, "Well, we're in now. Nobody's coming (laughs) to." No one's going to check. Yeah. Wow. Was it Deliveroo? Yeah. <laughs> 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 we tip the rider? Yeah, no, was actually. 76, there wouldn't have been that, would there? Actually, they wouldn't. Did they have takeaway in, in France in 76? Like, you couldn't even get takeaway in the UK in the 80s. You still can't. No. It was like, like <laughs> but it was like a real American thing. It was like a cities. It was like a mm. New York thing, wasn't it? Mm. And then, because Americans would move to England and be like, why can't anyone deliver? I read one thing about this. Like one of them was referred to as the chef, which kind right. of, like, oh, that's I like his that. nickname, though, isn't this kind of like the chef? Yeah, because he cooks up these plans. <laughs> that's this is when Ocean's Eleven was missing, wasn't <laughs> it? Like nobody yeah. was cooking. There was no, no sous chef. Yeah. <laughs> Last thing they were fearing a gang, mm-hmm. and they're kind of like, "What do you do?" I'm the chef, actually. <laughs> Yeah. I remember he used to be really scared of the yeah, PE best. teacher at school because he'd just come from the army and he looked like nails and we were really scared of him. And then we found out he was a chef in the yeah. army. <laughs> it was just like, oh, well, that's that. I love this. I just love the whole style of it. It's just so European. Mm. It's great. It's, great, it's like, we it? will enjoy yeah. ourselves along the way. Oh, we will nourish our yeah. souls. <laughs> yeah. We I'll, will have a good wine. I'll do a heist, but it needs to be well catered. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they worked on the bank holiday though, because that's like that's not yeah, what you do. That's not French. That's a real point of difference of you, the catering company as well. Like, oh, I did the heist of the century. I don't know. If there you go. Absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I am the chef. <laughs> so, guys, I'm sorry to get so base, but if they're eating down there, yeah. They're going to have to go potty. Oh, yeah. So. It wasn't an empty safe then. (laughs) (laughs) They uh, left a few goodies. Full of treasure. Okay. What? Well, that's supposed to be uh, burglars do that, don't they? Yes. Right, yeah. Yeah. I've heard this, yeah. I have not. uh, They they get so tense and excited that they do it when you rob your house. Like bears. Yeah, mm, yeah, I've never yeah. heard how long yeah. have we been doing this that we've not talked about nervous burglars. Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> it's my I speciality, toilet humour. I mean, I certainly would. Yeah. I'd be very nervous and have a little IBS, but mm. I've just never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take my little VIP with well, me. I'm not an animal. <laughs> but this is the thing, because the, the tunnel is, is connected to the sewer network, but mm. that is over, I think it's th- over 30 metres or feet one of that it's quite a long way away so in order and then they have to get through the sewers to get back up like it's a long old thing so they're not going to go out every time they need to go to the toilet so they fashion one. What okay. do they use? Oh, no. no wow. So they brought a stove. They haven't brought a bucket. Yeah. Like... <laughs> no, it's something they found in the safe. So... Found something in the safe yeah. they could use. Oh, I hope like... it was a woman's hat. Like a really expensive <laughs> or a, velvet hat. a golden chalice cup or something. The Holy Should... Grail. Yeah. <laughs> they, they pooped in the Holy Grail. <laughs> we won't be needing this. No. <laughs> yeah. We can't even look at it. Well, it was, it was very similar. It was a solid silver heirloom. Mm-hmm. Um, from one of the sites. Oh, it really was. Wow. Yeah. Okay. When they said they didn't choose violence, they chose violence when they shipped yeah. in someone's yeah. family heirloom. 
names. This oh, is no. Loire. Good news. <laughs> yeah. good. We have the heirloom. Yeah. However, we've got good news and bad news. Yeah. <laughs> if you got a Brillo pad, you're going to need one. Cercle bleu. And so... Le merde. <laughs> we do know French. There you go. <laughs> Apologies to all of our listeners in France, as usual. I probably got, it's probably le merde. <laughs> I remember once going to um, Paris and trying to use my French and saying to this guy, excusez-moi, monsieur, c'est un Louvre? And he went, no, monsieur, c'est la Louvre. Oh. I had asked if it was a Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Louvre? Wait. <laughs> oh, I like that rather than just going, oui, oui, sir. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. go on, off you go. <laughs> exactly. If somebody said, is this the Big Ben? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't go, it's yeah. actually Big Ben. Get it right, dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite unique. You can't be quite unique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you not use a tautology in, front of in a different language, idiot? It was interesting what you said earlier about an empty safe. So, like I said, it wasn't empty. They left a lot of stuff behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, on the floor, there was uh, lots of jewelry, lots of pendants, brooches, a huge ruby ring, like a very, very oh. expensive ruby. Okay. Why would they have left that stuff behind? They were disturbed. Okay, they were disturbed by Lecoq's cock. Mm. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that those pieces were maybe too recognisable to sell. Um, oh, that's a really good guess. <laughs> that's a really good guess, Katie. Same. <laughs> Maybe they just, oh, it stinks in here. Go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've had enough now. We've had enough. The yeah. silver heirloom is <laughs> horrible. In these cases, because these safes are just enormous and there's such a volume of stuff and it's heavy, stuff does get left behind. So it could have just fallen out. Yeah, like, I don't know. We don't know how organized oh. they were. They're shoving stuff into sacks. Mm. I mean, it could have just, it's a little. I've thought of another one. What if? That belonged to them or someone they knew and they didn't want to rob from their own friends or family. It does sound kind of like what what they wrote. It sounds like they're kind of Robin Hood-like, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. And it's not for their own benefit. Um, Yeah, they've got a code. They don't want to kill anyone. They've got some kind of plan. Did they only take paper? Did they only take like bearer bonds? And was that their. Ah. Do you know what? You were right to side with Katie because, Katie, okay. you were spot on. Too <gasps> ah. recognizable. Yeah, they didn't wow. take anything wow. that could be traced. <laughs> Yeah. Which I think right. when you're there with like a kind of huge, I'm imagining it like, do you remember those kind of, what are they called? Oh, I don't know, those rings that you could buy that were sweets when you were a kid. Oh, oh my gosh, ring yes. pops. Ring pops. Oh, that's what I'm picturing, the big cherry <laughs> ring pop. <laughs> so inconvenient to eat. So gross. It's like a sticky finger. Yeah. One of them could have done that with the ruby. <laughs> <laughs> but you would imagine like, I'll take my chances. It's not hard to carry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So actually they were quite clever. It's very clever, isn't it? it it's also... It's not just clever, it's studied. Yeah. Yes. It is. Yeah. It's considered. It's, it's the opposite of how I would rob a second. Yeah. <laughs> ring, ring. Yeah. <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme. Yes. I've studied on this, but I'm having a poo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meticulous, but needs must. <laughs> so the robbers, like, despite not taking this stuff, um, they did get away with over $10 million worth of things. Wow. Okay. wow. Yeah. Which, you know, in gold, in cash, in anything that they could basically melt down, you know. So the police send Pierre Lecoq down the tunnel he reports back that it's Mr Pants Mr Pants <laughs> so yeah it's it's about 30 feet long every few metres it's held up with pieces of metal cemented into the 
walls. Wow. Like this is a feat of engineering. There was carpet. No, oh, lovely. These people. <laughs> a ventilation tube. Thank goodness, because of the smell. Uh-huh. Um, and even an electricity cable. What? Yeah, so to, to power the tools. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And the George Foreman's grill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the police have wow. to catch these guys. Like, they're just like, this is the heist of the century. Mm. Um, so their first proper lead is when a police officer reveals that he did a stop and search on a car a few days before the heist. Did you say police offer? I might have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand French policing. It's a bit different. Uh, you just offer somebody. Not fair. Gendarmerie. And Jean, what, what would it be? Gendarme? Oh, yeah. Is it, is it JP or something? JD, is JD, yeah. JD, I think they call it. It's something like that. I've never been arrested in France, so no. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> like, you're arrested by the Le, grammar police. The guard or yeah. something. Yeah, it's something like that or the pj i think they call it the pj all right everyone listening at home you can tweet us in a very smug manner when you (laughs) you know it won't be smug because it is the pj (laughs) okay i'm like 60 percent sure so there was a well-known criminal 34 year old daniel uh, michelucci he had something in the boot of his car so when he stopped by the police a couple of days before didn't seem too suspicious at the time Mm. but it feels suspicious now what was in the boot have you just given us the name of one of the yeah one of the this is one of the guys one of the criminals yeah daniel michelucci um it was a roll of carpet oh okay he was the carpet guy You've always got to check for a body in there. Yeah. I think a stockpile of the things that they use to break in. So Okay. Oh, yeah. the tools and stuff. Crowbars and okay. mm. I think, a jackhammer. I think a toilet roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just obsessed with that. You know what? In that holy <laughs> We're really happy. <laughs> oh, God, the only guy that brings toilet rolls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. That'll cost you. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It'd be great. It'd be like six gold ingots. Please. <laughs> two sheets. It's more than a two sheeter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It was just a whole bunch of chisels. Mm, um, okay. And these chisels had like a red top, and he'd seen them. The same police officer had seen them in the safe because he'd been in the safe. And he oh. was like, I know who this was. So he got that from having picked him up days before. Yeah. Yeah. So he did a kind of stop and search, which sort of, you're not really allowed to do. We kind of are in France. It's interesting. Some of the policing in France that you're allowed to do in the 70s. I don't know if it's changed now. Um, You can just search somebody's trunk. With no real, like, don't have to have it. Yeah. Yeah. You can just do it. No probable cause. And everyone has, like, ID cards. So he was able to take down who the ID was. There was another guy in the car with him. Oh, wow. Stuff like that. Wow, you'd think they'd maybe switch up the equipment after that. Like, if you've been pulled over and someone and they've got your it, details, yeah, yeah. eyeballed it, like, get some blue top. For these, <laughs> yeah, for these meticulous people. Mm. Yeah, very true. Well, this is what's interesting about this is, hashtag no offence, Daniel, but the police don't think he's the mastermind of this because he's just not bright enough. Yeah, he didn't even tell them that they'd been seen with these red tools. Yeah, exactly. So for something mm. that feels pretty meticulous, the police are starting to slowly yeah. kind of catch up with them yeah. um, there's always a weak link in these cases it's really interesting mm, yeah, yeah yeah so they're looking for the brain they want to know who is the guy that has done this so we get to a hundred days after the heist sorry I just pictured Pierre Lecoq in his pants with his hands <laughs> on his hips I will find the mastermind <laughs> <laughs> unless it's an inside job and he is the mastermind oh Ooh. Yes. I do know. I did to put them off the off the scent. I'll take yeah. my trousers off. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'll be a buffoon. 
<laughs> yeah, he's Cluzo. He is Cluzo. Oh, now I'm really disappointed that it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I know the ending. Oh, the truth is boring. <laughs> so, yeah, they get the police get to 100 days after this heist has happened and they haven't made any arrests yet. They arrest him, but they can't prove it's him because they were wearing gloves. There's right. no actual evidence putting him there. They're not making the progress they want. So they do something called an interpolation. Now, that is that you can bring people in for questioning. An interpolation is what? It's not quite an arrest, but it's not. But it's more serious than a subpoena. Oh. Is it to do with Interpol? No, no, it's just interpolation. interpolation. I think it's just a word that means something like to question or something okay. like that. I yeah. think I had that done in hospital once. It's a very small camera. <laughs> Not a video I want to see twice. Drunk women solving crime. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Interpol does come into this in a bit. Mm. Um, so you're on the right tracks. So what it means is that you can bring anyone in for 48 hours. Oh. And you can question them. So Jeez. they bring in 27 suspects. Uh, and this includes associates, wives, and mistresses. Ha, ha, ha. What a fun day. Well. <laughs> is it a small police <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's all out the bag now. <laughs> yeah. It was like with the Chilean miners. Oh, wow. Do you remember? Yeah. When they were stuck down the mine for like ages and then they got back up and realised that like, I think there was a couple of them where their mistresses had met their wives because they'd all been there waiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing you want to be worrying about. Who are you crying for? <laughs> Me too. So basically, there's one really big difference between being questioned in France in the 70s compared to the UK, and it involves something you don't have the right to. So what is that? Oh, what the, You don't have the right to in France? Yeah, in the 70s. That we would have the right to here. Uh, you can't call a lawyer. Okay, the right to, to That's counsel. That's a great guess. Yeah. Mm. You don't have the right to choose your own sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty now. The important stuff. Oh, stuck with egg and cress again. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember when, like, Miranda rights came about. I know that's American, but just the right to remain silent. Ooh. But oh. that's at the point of arrest, so that wouldn't apply to this. Yeah, um, and also, how do you keep someone talking? Do you have to just keep tickling them? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Wasn't such a great answer in retrospect. <laughs> no, it's a good, I mean, and actually, Les got it immediately, because yes, um, you, oh, you don't have the right to counsel. Wow. So you, you're not allowed a lawyer for these 48 hours. This is brutal. 
brutal. I mean, it, it is. is quite brutal because you're allowed some food, but it doesn't say when you can have the food. So I was right about the sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spot on. Yeah, and you, you have the right to remain silent. But basically, they want to get confessions out of people at this point. This is yeah. the confession right. getting around. However, the 27 people, seven men were detained. Have they allowed a lawyer then? Yeah, because it's going to go After to After 48 hours, they're allowed a lawyer. Yeah, if okay. they're going to be charged. Right. And um, which seven men were, but they hadn't found the brain. They were yeah. sure that they... Still hadn't found the brain. Yeah. Seven, seven men. They've got sleepy, happy... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doc... <laughs> No, Doc's they the brain. They haven't got Snow White. <laughs> She's the brain. Yes. <laughs> it's a woman. The brain's a woman. I really hope it is. There you go. I really hope it is. Yes, please. In men's month. <laughs> <laughs> the name is Albert Spaghetti, so it's he's, not a woman. Well, he's the brain. The brain. They so they, they know who he is. They just can't find him. Or Well, is he one of the seven? No. Oh, he's not. No. Okay. So they get a tip off. And from I'll tell you. One of the seven or from one it's of the fr- annoyed from, mistresses. From Interpol, actually. Oh, okay. okay. So they get a big old, big old tip off. So Albert Spaghieri is a 44 year old wedding photographer. Right. Nice. <laughs> He's taken in for questioning. Is this the guy with all the hammers in his boot? No, this is just another guy. Okay, sorry. um, They haven't questioned him before, but they get Interpol, sort of give them a little nudge. Okay. And they're kind of like, okay, so they bring him in. He took terrible pictures at my wedding. He kept legit. (laughs) I looked awful. (laughs) (laughs) He made me look like I look in real life. That is not what I want. Um, So he denies everything. But he finally cracks when the uh, police revealed a message that they got from Interpol. So someone called Albert Spaghetti had visited the United States and contacted the CIA and he offered them a service. What did he offer? Wedding photos. (laughs) (laughs) Top secret wedding photos. Oh, Jim's <laughs> ceremony was beautiful. Right outside of DC. <laughs> Albert just captured the moment. He's gone to the CIA yeah. to offer them a service. Yeah. I'd imagine it's just sort of like the insider's knowledge of like, here's how you can catch guys like me. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a great answer. And and just assuming like, oh, this is so valuable that I'll have immunity. That's such a big uh-huh. assumption, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but Albert sounds like the kind of guy that would be that arrogant. So maybe. for witness protection. Yeah. You know, he's going to give everybody up. Yeah, just more advising like, here's he how want, He wants money for the knowledge. I think he was going to tell them he's a little bit psychic. <laughs> if they want any help, um, he can converse with spirits and help them with some international I they cases. I get about 20 of those calls yeah. a day, don't they? <laughs> yeah. God. Well, he said that he was the head of a team of expert burglars and they were willing to burglarise European embassies on behalf of the CIA. Oh, oh. so, okay. Yeah. A bit more sinister than just here's some knowledge. Yeah. Oh, so wow. He was like, I'm, I'll happily do you want a double a, agent. Kind do you want right. us to crime this, for you? This was just before um, Watergate, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So you said 76. 76. Yeah. Yeah. So he offers it and um, <laughs> and they asked for references. They were like, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Who is your reference? TV? Yes, I saw him bash down a safe wall. He's great <laughs> at it. Like, how do you do that? He's deep throat. He's, 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 <laughs> <yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, that, not that kind. Oh, no. <laughs> it's it's all it's a code name. Oh, my gosh. That's just so bold. I know. And he said, when they said, well, what are your references? He says, well, you know the, the Nice East? <laughs> you know the crime of the century? Yeah. That was me. Wow. 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 But, like, how can he prove that? Well, a good question. A good question. Like, here's a Polaroid of mm-hmm. me next to the safe. That's, that's, me having a that's my hammer. Yeah. <laughs> that's my shit in that cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's building a CV for being a master criminal. Yeah, but then also a paper trail, presumably, that he's just dubbed himself in as well if they don't go for this plan. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's and a very weird flex. And he did it mm. so soon after it happened as well, in the sense yeah, that he knows yeah, yeah. that they're out there looking for He wanted glory. Yeah. yeah. something going on they there. They knew that they're closing in, though, so this feels like an act of desperation. He wanted everyone to know that he was brilliant at secret heists, but he couldn't keep it a secret. And that the wedding photo business was not <laughs> doing so good. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> He was sick of dealing with mother-in-laws by then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're going to look frumpy yeah. in anything. Oh, God. No, not everyone's bridesmaids can stand on that bit. <laughs> they basically look into his background and he has he was in an army and then was... An army. An army. The army. The army. <laughs> <laughs> he was in, like, I guess the army. But then they um, somebody, like, supposedly tried to rob him and then he held a gun to that person oh, and, my with goodness. a group of people. And okay. that's a bit like a football hooligan, actually, him yeah. and about five others. So he was in jail for four years for that. Then he joined like a right wing group. Oh, um, no. Yeah. He's exactly. a head case. I think yeah. like he's still trying to find himself. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, he found himself in prison again after oh. that. And then he um, offered to assassinate a president. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> not like the American this one. This, is in France. this heist is a lost leader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, want, just want to get it out there. Listen, this is what, how good I am. Yeah. 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 No one knows yeah. it was That's me. why I left the ruby. <laughs> <laughs> my calling card. It's um, a little too try hard. Like, I can kill presidents. I can yeah. break into embassies. Yes. Right. I do wedding photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of strings to my bow. <laughs> and yeah. that, that's the thing. What's interesting about him as well is that he offered to kill this president and the, the right-wing group were like, no, actually, we don't want you to do that. You're too mad for us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. When they're saying, dude, chill out. Wow. Yeah. But apparently he went down, like, I think he was going to do it at a parade or something. He went down there and he got him in his crosshairs just to prove to himself and to them that he could have done it, but he doesn't pull the trigger. Like, this is the guy we're dealing with, Ooh, you know, just in terms mess. of, yeah, he obviously sort of wants to be a criminal and is a criminal, but mm-hmm. sort of wants people to know that he's he, done these big things. Yeah, he wants mm. attention. Yeah, exactly. So he starts talking. After that, the jig is up. He starts talking to the police and he says that he rented a box at the Society Generale two years ago and the idea he says came to him out of the blue um, he said he went down there and photographed the whole safe which you can't just say oh I'm a photographer so I guess I'm a wedding photographer did he get someone yeah. in a wedding dress down yeah. there like, <laughs> just, this is where we're going to keep the ring after you don't wear it anymore yeah. we're just going to photo of the ring box <laughs> So he put something in one of the boxes to help him with the heist. What was it? Oh, a key. Nice. <laughs> a key to the safe. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> it was much easier than I thought. That's what I would do. I'd be yeah. like, if I just put this here, I can get in. <laughs> Actually, it was a key for him to get home back yeah. into his own house. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was a spare ga- gas canister for the stove, so that they could have extra beans. Hey, okay. I've gone too specific. <laughs> 
A lot of meals that they had to have. Can't picture what you would want to store in there that you can't bring in. I'll give you a clue. It's okay. not something that he uses within the heist. He does it a few months before the heist, and it's not that he doesn't go into the heist and then open his box and get it. That was just a false flag from me. It's something that he puts in there because he's testing something, basically. Oh. oh, is it like a radio? Is he testing if you can do like walkie-talkies through the thick safes or something? Oh. Oh, oh, a lock of hair. Oh, that's the old romantic. Yeah. <laughs> it was an alarm clock. So he set it to go uh-huh. off. Um, I presume when he was in there sort of, you know, because you're allowed into the safe to check your box or whatever. Yeah. So he sets it that it goes off to see if basically... Anyone can hear it. Yeah, anyone can hear it if you if there's sort okay. of triggers that will trigger an alarm from inside the box if you're pulling so things out. So if noise will trigger stuff, yeah. procedures to start happening. And also with a 70s alarm clock, because I always think of an iPhone. I kind of imagine it to sort of go like that. Yeah, it's love old alarm clocks. I love those guys. I didn't mean a a lock of hair, I meant a clock of hair. (laughs) (laughs) That's a point to less. (laughs) Uh, He said that he went to the Marseille mob with his idea. So they're like the biggest mob in... um... They sound like a friendly bunch. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Nice Um, (laughs) lot. So the the mobsters wanted in, um, so gave him some men. They worked every night for two months digging that tunnel. Marseille is kind of like the the gangster area of France, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, it's if you want the, I was about to say the good mobsters. Yeah. Or maybe like the worst mobsters, I'm not really sure. So the police wanted to know where Albert's share was. Um, he said he'd already spent it. What did he spend it on? The flight to the States. <laughs> and parking. Parking's really expensive in DC. Keeping things quiet. Oh, okay. So, so like paying people off. Hush, man. I'm, I'm going opposite to that. I think he put up a big billboard going, I'm really good at doing crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just give me attention. Love me. You want a discreet criminal? Call yeah. Al. <laughs> 1-900-Albert. He said he donated it all to a right-wing political organisation. Uh-huh. Oh, called which, the if you want to razzle-dazzle the US government, yeah. not a bad way to go. Yeah. <laughs> However, the police looked into it and they couldn't find any organisation called the Katina, so... Oh, he's got it hidden away. He's got it somewhere, hasn't he? So the court case starts. This guy is the brains, though. Yeah, he's the brains. And they've got these other seven guys on trial. Like brains with inverted commas. Yeah. So he's... I mean, because this is the thing. they they, The stuff he said, they sort of double-checked with what sort of went on. So they were pretty sure that it was him who did it. Right. And he's, you know, he's admitting to it. But he's not going to go down for it because... Albert escapes from court. Ah. <laughs> oh, wow. It's like Happy Valley. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's exactly what I pictured. I'm like, he scuttles up the glass in a feat of impossible muscle while his son watches from the yeah. galley. And then he goes and does a play that you have to pay 350 quid to see. And then... Yeah, and it's like four hours long. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, does he happy valley out of there? How does he do it? How does. Uh... Is he in court? So he's in court. He's in, in actual the US. Court. No. Well, no, no, no. because in he's, France. he's done in no, France. He's done no crimes there. Only the crime of capitalism. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> okay. So how does he escape from the trial? Or yeah. Before the trial or during the trial? Um, It's during the trial. He escapes during the trial. Yeah. Okay. It is genuinely happy father. It is. Wow. Yeah. Toilet, just happy a family. toilet break. Just a classic yeah. toilet break. He's like... But he can only go in silver Yeah, ones. he's like, I've, yeah. I've, yeah. Sh- yeah. I've shat in a chalice. <laughs> I can do this. bladder. Does he have some accomplice doing a distraction? Like mine? 
time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Theatre. Um, or maybe like somebody smashes a window or there's some kind of commotion. Mm, and that's Happy Valley. That's what happened <laughs> oh in my God, Happy it's Valley. I actually there was a whole big really? fight that went on somewhere else, wasn't yeah. it, while he escaped. Was it? Okay, okay. So it could be, it could be something like that. Yeah, that, that yeah. Something else happens somewhere else. Or maybe he's, sorry, I'd keep just, should I just keep? <laughs> keep, keep, keep going, Sally Wayne, right? Gets, he gets, <laughs> 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 he gets a mate to dress up as a police officer and then that his mate goes, I'll, I'll take him to the court. But it's not a real police officer, it's his mate in costume. Ooh. Oh, okay, costume stuff. Well, I'll give you a, another clue is he does the distraction himself and okay. he hands something to the judge. Oh, uh, he just hands something to a judge and that's fine. Well, I mean, he maybe he, like the only reference to this is like in um, Judge Judy when they hand <laughs> it to the little... Uh, Gives him the Bible and says, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe does the note say, I judge that you're free, but because the, the judge says it out loud, it's binding because he's a judge. <laughs> what you mean he's asking the judge for a date? He gets the judge to say that he's free and it's a trick and then... And he has to be free. It's just I'm sure that's two of five. That's not four. That's not how it works. And a rubber chicken. <laughs> Maybe the note is offering him money if he lets him go. Oh, okay. Mm. A little bit. Wow, that's breathe. bold, isn't it, to actually do that in in, the... in court? <laughs> Grab yeah. a judge. Court adjourned. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Just, mm. I'll accept it. Sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, what it is is it's um, he says it's an essential piece of evidence that he's got, so he's going to show it to the judge. Oh. Um, but it's all written in code, so rather than give him the code. The judge is looking at it, trying to work out what on earth this is. Mm. Um, and at that point, he jumps out of a window. While the judge is looking at the code paper. While the judge is looking. I mean, surely there's more stuff. Oh, wow. The judge is like going, like, this is Samuel Peter's diary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, he jumps out the window, lands on a parked car and escapes on a waiting motorcycle. Oh, no. my goodness. No. Come on. That's what happened in Happy. Yeah. <laughs> But it wasn't a motorcycle, it was a push bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got all cycled up, did a maniacal <laughs> grin. Yeah, and apparently, I mean, so sort of legend has it is that the owner of the parked car received a check for £400 or 400 whatevers. Um, I mean, I would love it. A few months later, so yeah. because he was like, he didn't mean to do that. But of all these things, it's kind of like, you know, the no violence, no harm and stuff. And you're yeah. like, you did try and assassinate a president, dude. Like, wow. come on. Yeah. Um, no violence, yeah, unless yeah. the president. Price is right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in his absence, he's sentenced to life in prison for the heist, but it never happens because he escapes. He's never seen again. Wow. He supposedly had plastic surgery. He's oh, supposedly wow. in Argentina. He's dead now. Um, I think he died somewhere in the in the eighties. Okay. Um, but that is the tale of the heist of the century. Oh my goodness! So he's never the dead. Never Wait, seen. I've never never been been Albert, or whatever your well, name there is. You All right. There you go. You can call me Al. Yeah. Or my new name, <laughs> which I'd prefer. And the judge sounds like he was implicit in that because yeah. you know he was handed something and he probably went, "Oh, you know, I might be involved in this." Here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So we won't chase him. Yeah, well, give me a distraction. To... Yeah, mm. I, this is a dodgy judge for sure. Yeah, I kind of feel like you can't just jump out of a window in a cork. No, the hieroglyphs. Yeah. Like, you don't, you don't get distracted by a piece of paper if you're a decent judge. Judge Lecoq, brother of. <laughs> the judge of no pants. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he never comes out from behind the pants. <laughs> I cannot 
let's stand. Yeah. <laughs> I'll rise, except for me. <laughs> oh, boy. Did anyone else go down for it? Did the other seven get away? That's a good question, and I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> that's a fun thing to Google at home, guys. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, also, I read another thing about the fact that um, another criminal had written anonymously written a book claiming that he was indeed the mastermind of this oh, case, yeah. and Albert was just another guy oh, on wow. the case. Um, <laughs> it was like it was an anonymous book, but then someone found out, the police found out who had written it, and then they sort of like were having a go at him for it. So I think the statute of limitations was gone. Uh, but um, yeah, oh. so who knows if it was even because Albert feels like the kind of guy maybe that mm. would have claimed he was the brains. Uh, yeah, he does some stupid yeah. stuff. And he's quite all over the place. That's quite a scattergun approach to mm. trying to do crimes. And this heist is slightly outside of that MO in terms of the meticulousness. Yes. So that's interesting. And there is a film of this. Um, I think it's called Without Weapons, Without Hate, Without Trousers, whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't Drunk women solving crime. Guys, we have got just enough time to solve a crime from a listener. Okay. So, I mean, we've done so well on this one. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to blow this wide open. So this is from our listener, Mathungi. So Mathungi says, Dear Drunk Women, when I was seven, I was living in a small apartment in India with my family and my grandparents were in a different apartment in the same building. My grandfather loved animals and would befriend stray dogs and cats, much to the annoyance of my grandmother. Uh There was one cat that especially bothered her because this cat would jump through the bars on the front gate into the kitchen to steal milk, get in between her legs Uh and almost trip her over. My grandfather cultivated a friendship with the cat Uh (laughs) by sneaking out glasses of milk to feed her Uh without my grandmother's knowledge. And then in brackets, don't be mad at him for feeding the cat milk. Oh, we're not. (laughs) He didn't know that cats are lactose intolerant. Sorry, what? They shouldn't be given milk. Okay. Well, I guess we killed a few cats in my day, (laughs) but that's all right. They would have gone eventually. Well, this is a good public announcement warning. Don't give milk to cats. Yeah, don't. Yes. From now on. (laughs) So she says the cat was mostly orange with some white fur around the belly and paws. Three weeks later, my grandmother fell because the cat tripped her and decided the cat had to go. Oh, grandma, come on. No. (laughs) So uh, Mafungi caught her, the cat, not my grandmother. (laughs) She said that she caught the cat, put it in a bag, dropped it off a few blocks away. So the, the cat was fine. It wasn't like a kind of... So they were told. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this is Mathungi herself. The cat, was, the cat was fine. It was being given milk that it shouldn't have had. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. chucked away in a bag somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was like chronic <laughs> diarrhea, but it was fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she said that she felt really bad about it all. Um, but she said the experience scared the cat enough that she didn't come back. But a month later... <laughs> That's <laughs> definitely why... <laughs> A month later, I was walking home from school one evening and I saw an orange and white cat sitting on the wall opposite the building. That night, my grandfather passed away. What? Now, she says, I have heard that cats can sense when a person might die. Like lactose intolerance, has any of us ever heard that? I've heard that dogs can smell cancer or... They train dogs to sniff out illness. Cats sitting there going, I've been through this eight times already. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's your time. (laughs) Listen to me. Somebody who's been there. (laughs) When your grandmother killed me in that sack. (laughs) That was number seven. I thought I was a goner, but I'm terrible at maths. <laughs> Lucky for me. I've heard that like the cats know when they're gonna die because they, you know, often a missing cat will be the oh, cat realizes it's found. gonna die, so it goes away from the family to die oh, alone. I thought there was elephants. Oh wait. Well, what? a lot of a lot of animals go and 
in solitude if they know they're ill. I don't know why yeah. I pointed this way, Hannah, yeah. through your wall. <laughs> the animals go to die. Yeah, but the cat goes, oh, I've got three homes where I get food. I'll go to that one or I'll go. To... You never know with your own cat, do you, if it's you're their favourite. Yeah, they might yeah. be going and getting food anywhere. They're playing you. Yeah, if I can come you. back as an animal, it's going to be like. Yeah. Oh, cat. Yeah, you're like, here for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> My dogs, I love them. They're great, but I really love the cat. How many dogs have you got? Two dogs, one cat. What kind of dogs do you have? Um, a, a Lassa Poo. Okay. Which is a Lassa Rapsu Poodle Cross. Okay. And our lockdown puppy, oh. um, Maya. They call it a she poo. It's posh way. It's, <laughs> it's po- one of those posh way of saying shih poo because you don't because it's oh, Shih Tzu okay. Poodle oh, Cross. You know, okay. And she was for a long time. And shih poo as well. Shih poo. Yeah. She says, about four weeks later, I was walking to school in the morning. I see the orange cat again. Oh. That evening, my dog died. Wow. Oh, jeez. Now we're just looking for... This cat's the angel of death. It is. So here are my questions. One, was it a coincidence? Mm. Two, did she in fact sense that something was up and came to say goodbye to my grandfather? Or three, did the cat get revenge for the trauma (laughs) I inflicted upon her? And I'm assuming did the cat kill both the grandfather and the dog? Oh, wow. The dog is a coincidence. Okay. I think the grandfather isn't. In the sense that it knew or that it killed him. No, it was not responsible. No. But I think it I think it appeared as sort of a like, it's okay. Oh, it's that's all part of nice. The, it's all part of the circle of life. It's going to happen with your dog. It has nothing to do with me. <laughs> if it could have spoken. So it, it came back to pay its respects and say, thank you for the milk. The you shouldn't have given me. So much better since I moved out. <laughs> Grandpa was my dealer for many yeah. years. <laughs> Come to pay my respects. <laughs> Mathangi, I hope that's helped. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for writing in. Let's let's, what are you up to? I mean, this is going to come out in November. You can tell us what you're up to soon, but people, you will have missed a great musical. (laughs) Or maybe it's still on by November. I will have um, tapped my heart out in 42nd Street until the end of October, so I might be having a rest in November. But I have to say, I've loved this. Thank you very much for inviting me. Well, we've loved having you. Thank you. you. It's been so fun. So put put your hands together, everyone. But let's do Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.